Hello, this is Zach, your host of the Auxoro podcast, and you are listening to another installment of Off the Record, where the artists themselves tell stories, answer questions, and speak about the moments that matter. For those of you who are not familiar with Off the Record, this is a shorter form series, but just as good as some of the full-length conversations that we have. This time, Ty James, an artist and producer from Indiana, talks about getting girls' numbers while working at Starbucks, how he keeps his confidence, and the effect his dad had on his music. Ty is an exciting young talent whose Instagram bio says, destined for greatness. Without further ado, here's Off the Record with Ty James. Dad has been a huge influence on you musically, especially when you first started making music. What is an early musical moment that you shared with your dad that stands out? Making music with my dad when I was young was dope. It's definitely moments I'll never forget from my childhood, like recording my first song with him and all the mistakes I made trying to finish it. Nowadays, it's easy for me, but the practice I did with my pops really did prepare me for everything I'm facing today. Even though it was a challenge, it felt good as a kid because I've always wanted to do music. So making a song with him was cool as hell, especially my first one. In your hit song, Splash, you have a line that says, my dick long like flagpoles. First, I'm truly jealous. Second, if your dick was actually the size of a flagpole and you could design the flag that hung from it, what would that flag look like and what would be on it? Whoa, pause, bro, time out. (laughs) Nah, for real, it'd probably be all purple. You know what I'm saying? It's like my favorite color. So yeah, you know, purple kind of symbolizes royalty to me. So yeah, purple. But I probably wouldn't go OD with the extra designs on it because that's just not me. But yeah, purple for sure. (laughs) You have a great mixture of confidence and humbleness that many people lack. What is the last time that you felt unconfident or awkward in a situation? And how did you fight through it to become more comfortable? When I was in high school, bro, mad people hated on me and threw like hella shade on me because they didn't understand me or my vision. You know what I'm saying? Or they just didn't like me just for whatever reason. You know, I don't know, you know, high school shit. But mad people told me I wouldn't make it and I should give up. So I messed with my head a lot. I can't even fraud, bro. So, you know, but it pushed me to work harder because I wanted to prove them all wrong, you know, being an underdog or whatever. So one of my dreams to come true really did help me fight through everything. You know, all the bullshit I went through, was facing back in the day was tragic, but, you know, it made me who I am today. So I'm thankful for it. You've worked jobs at UPS and a burger joint and Starbucks. You mentioned that you got fired from Starbucks in Las Vegas for getting girls numbers on the job. Fuck that. I say that you deserve a promotion for taking initiative and showcasing your salesmanship skills. For people who are not as skilled as you are in this department of getting girls numbers, what does it look like to successfully get a number and how did you go about this at Starbucks? (laughs) <laughs> nah, bro, it takes like hella skill, bro. You gotta be like on my level to do some shit like nah I'm playing, bro. But um uh to be real, I would only do it if my manager wasn't around, bro. Like, cause you know, I wasn't trying to get fired. No, it ended up happening anyways, but you know, I try to be slick with it, bro. Like <laughs> it would be different every time. Like I didn't have like a set, you know, move I would do or something like that, but like this one time I remember, you know, I had this girl's muffin she had like bought or whatever, and I didn't give it to her on purpose. And so like when she went to her car, 
You know what I'm saying? I ran it out to her. You know, I looked at my man and I was like, yo, I got to give her a muffin. I forgot. Give her a muffin. She was bad, too. You know, then I just, like, would ask for it. You know, when I get to the whip, you know, I give her the muffin. I'd be like, yo, so, like, what's up with that number? <laughs> you know, it was, like, sneaky, sneaky shit like that. But, like, crazy thing is, it would actually work. So, you know, it's crazy. But, yeah, I get asked that a lot. If you had to give a TED talk on any obsession besides music, what would it be on? Oh, mine would be about the power of the mind, for sure. You know, how strong your thoughts are and how changing negative emotions and the positive ones can really help you grow. I love getting into that kind of stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, talking about stuff that actually matters and not bullshit. Like, I hate talking about sports all the time. And, like, I hate when people bring up drama. Like, you know, that stuff's cool, like, you know, to talk about sometimes, I guess. But, like, not all the time. Like, that shit gets annoying. You feel me? Like, I actually like talking about stuff that actually matters. So... You know, and I, it's rare I open up about this kind of stuff, too, because I don't really trust everybody. And I feel like we got to be close for me to let you in. You know, if I just told everybody what I was thinking all the time, my words wouldn't mean nearly as much. You feel me? But, I, you know, what I'm saying if I had to, it would definitely be about that power to mind. What's the best purchase you've made under one hundred dollars? Ooh, best purchase I've ever made under one hundred dollars. Ah, it's tough, bro. But I'm going to have to say my first pair of speakers, bro, easily. Easily, bro. Hands down, bro. They were some cheap Logitech speakers, probably like $50 or something like that. But, bro, they was worth it because they got me to where I needed to be. You feel me? They got me right. So, you know, it took me a minute to upgrade, too, because those are like mad cheap and they didn't really get the sound. Like, I didn't really hear the sound back like perfect, but you know what I'm saying? Took me a minute to upgrade, but uh, they definitely got me to where I needed to be. And that's the best person I've ever made under $100, bro. So I actually still have them. They have like dust on them, but like I still have them in my room right next to the new shit just to appreciate them. You feel me? Like just to kind of say like, thank you. So, yeah. You mentioned that when you worked at the burger joint, you used to visualize long lines of customers as fans who were waiting in line to get your autograph. How did this change your mindset and your interactions with the customers? It made me a much more positive and productive person. I, I'd had to say, like, literally before I got any of those jobs, I was kind of a, you know what I'm saying, a, a jerk, you feel me? <laughs> but uh, definitely humbled me, definitely uh, put life into perspective for me. Um, I just came to the conclusion if this is what I was dealing with, I was going to make the best out of it, you know what I'm saying, and not be upset with my situation. And even though it wasn't where I wanted to be, you know, I just made the best out of it, you feel me? You know, jobs like that helped me build up so much character, so... It made me grateful for the small things in life. You know, to be honest, going through all that, just, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I, if I, if I never went through that kind of stuff, I'm not even sure if I'd be able to handle the stuff I'm handling today, you know, my new life. So, yeah, bro. Picture yourself on your first headline tour. 100 people are waiting in line at a meet and greet before your show. One of these fans brings you a burger wrapper to sign from the burger joint that you used to work at. What do you say to this fan? I'd be like, yo, no way, that's crazy. I'd probably freak out more than the fan, to be honest. <laughs> nah, bro, that'd be hilarious because, bro, that'd be, that'd be fire because it's moments like that that I would dream about when I was working the jobs like I was. So for something like that to happen would be such a blessing, bro. I'd probably like pass out, bro. I'd be speechless. Way more hyped than the fan, man, for real. That would solidify it. Like, ah, oh, man, I done made it. Thank you so much for listening to this installment of Off the Record with Ty James. You can check out his latest single, Heartbreak City, right now by searching Ty James anywhere you listen to music or by visiting the link in the description of this podcast. And if you haven't already, please go drop us a speedy five-star rating in the iTunes store, tell a friend, and even share the podcast on socials. We are a completely independent platform and rely on you guys to help spread the word. 
We love what we do and we're grateful for each and every one of you who tunes in. So thank you. Until next time. <laughs>